We can endure all kinds of pain. It's shame that eats men whole. It's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. I won't even have to put the, the song in. We'll just use that. I listened to it, as you know, just to make sure everything yeah. is, is good to go. So now I'm, I like leave the pause, but it's like, <laughs> anyway, this week we're going over chapters 16 through 20 of Crooked Kingdom by Lee wow. Bardugo. Woohoo. Um, and since last time we recorded, we have watched yes. all of season two. Yes, we have. And maybe we'll do a special episode talking about that um, when either season three and or the Crows spinoff is announced because yes, we need it. Need Look, it. Desperately. Jordan, I really hope you've been doing it because I have texted you and sent you TikToks reminding you to do it. I know. To just have Shadow and Bones streaming in the background. On I, do, I do need to rewatch season two, like fully. You haven't been Not streaming yet. it? No, I've been so busy. <laughs> in the background you don't have to watch it i know but there's nothing to screen like when i'm working nathan watches stuff on the tv Ugh, <laughs> Ugh fine i i was home this weekend mm-hmm. and um uh we got back from our event and um uh, my mom was like do you know your tv is on and i was like yeah <laughs> I'm streaming a show because I need season three to come out. You're like, that's by design. I was like, yeah, I left it like that, but I turned it down. So like, it wasn't super loud, but I've been streaming it. So it gets renewed. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's been streamed on my Netflix. I've watched it through twice. um, Three times. (laughs) (laughs) And have streamed it in the background, probably five incredible so i'm doing the lord's work you are you need to do the lord's work i'm trying i will i will i promise look tomorrow before we go to work put it on i did that last week oh my gosh i I put it on when i went to work duncan could watch it while i was at work (laughs) i bet he He, loved it he really likes nikolai (laughs) don't we all dunky don't we all I'm not even kidding. Like he came on screen and he was like, <laughs> he perked up. Uh, he watched it. Oh, so I was like, go. okay, well, Nikolai stands only. Maybe I'll pull Netflix up on my computer and just put it behind all the other tabs and mute it. Yeah. And it'll just run during the day. I have a double screen for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. I was writing postcards tonight and I was watching a uh, written link on YouTube. I should have been watching season two of, of Shadow and Bone that was that's on tisk, me tisk, that's tisk. on me um i was gonna say the darkling's gonna come and get you for that but you're like oh that's fine. darn <laughs> oh, oh no, no. <laughs> whatever shall i do <laughs> wow okay sorry so anyway on to chapter 16 so if we remember last time on chapter 15 we left off with nina and matthias nina was feeling hungry matthias was happy that she was starting to feel better and then they see a wanted poster for matthias Dear also Lord. real quick I was thinking when I was listening to our last episode, I realized mm-hmm. why I liked Ethan Matthias so much. Um, <laughs> so, you know, how in the book, Nina is described as a lot 
a force, if you will. Yeah. I have been told by some people that I am often too much. And that is, feels similar to Nina and Matthias just embraces it and loves that she's a lot. And All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that you're, that you feel seen in Nina's character. I wouldn't say you're too much. Thank but, you. Um, you know? Well, we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it after I get a negative COVID test. Yeah. Well, it's just, I've had people who have told me that I am too much and I need to tone it back. Well, they're not enough probably is why they're saying that. And there's a reason I don't hang out with them anymore. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway, equilibrium is a thing, but I was like, oh, that's why <laughs> I connected the mm-hmm. dots. Yeah. So anyway, there's a wanted poster for Matthias dead or alive. Um, and they were shocked by it. And so, um, chapter 16 is in Jesper's point of view. Um, and he is back on the black veil with pretty much everyone else in the tomb. Um, and Nina and Matthias come in and they're like fast walking. I don't know, like a better way. What's a powerful way to say like fast walking? Cause they're not like the moms that are like, no, they're not like speed walking. They're like, They're like bursting in with intention, they're, I guess. The best way I can describe it is they're like uh, Zach Afron in High School Musical 2 when he's fast walking across the golf course when he's singing bed on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like furiously walking. They're mm-hmm. stomping. That's a better way. Furiously walking. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Afron in High School Musical 2. Hey, that was a furious walk if I've ever seen it. <laughs> it got the point across. Um, and... Uh, Sorry, of him slapping his hands on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Such an iconic so, sequence. And so when Nina and Matthias walk in, Jesper um, had been trying to explain Kuwait, explain to Kuwait how they were going to get to the embassy and what the plan was. Um, and Jesper was kind of over it because it was taking a lot longer mm-hmm. than he expected. And Kuwait allegedly was not understanding but Jesper saw through that and was like, mm, no, he knows he's smarter than he's letting on. Yeah. Um, but Jesper's so over it. He does not have the patience to be a teacher, um, especially when Kuwait is trying mm-hmm. to prolong <clears throat> their <laughs> lesson. Attention. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't catch up, catch on to this stuff the first time I read it. And now in Same. hindsight, cause like when we get to a point, I was shocked. Like, I was like, why yeah. would he do that? But in hindsight, reading it again, I'm like, mm. oh, Oh, we were, Trifling. we were blind. We were blind. Uh, um, now I see. <laughs> and, uh, then Jesper, when Nina and Matthias come in, Jesper's like, oh my gosh, Nina, great. Can you help me with this to translate? Um, and even Inez is like, oh, thank goodness. Like I'm over this as well. Yeah. Um, which says a lot because Inej has the patience yeah. of a saint. Like it has um, to be very taxing if even an edge is like, dear Lord. Yeah. And then uh, because it's in Jasper's point of view, he notices Wylan um, and like has looks at him and Kuwait mm-hmm. asks him, Kuwait asks Jasper why he always stares at Wylan. Like that's I, so weird. We look the same. Why are you looking at him? Because <laughs> Jasper knows the difference between Wylan and Kuwait, allegedly. <laughs> at least 99% <laughs> of the time. 
and he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not staring at Wylan. I'm just watching him work. Like it's super interesting. It's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. He's staring because he likes him. You can pedal uh, that somewhere else, pal. I have in my notes, Kawhi likes Jess. Jess likes Wylan. So it's, it's the little yep. triangle. That unrequited love. Yeah. Um, and so Inej asks Nina if they were able to contact the refugees um, and how everything went. Nina's like, oh yeah, like we found them. There's not as many as we thought. Um, mm, and besides so breaking a few windows and a little debacle, everything went well. And they're <laughs> like, what? Huh? I just wrote ha next to this line that Jesper said. He says, quote, big trouble and little Ravka. And I'm like, Jordan, iconic. I wrote <laughs> LOL at that <laughs> I was like, what a king. That's hilarious. <laughs> One brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I would have wrote ha, but dang, wrote LOL. It's we fine. Are, it's the same sentiment, you know? We were yeah. super close. <laughs> um, and uh, Nina's like, eh, we we handled it, Um, but I'm hungry. Can I get some food? And everyone is shocked that she's like, hungry because since the Perem, she's barely eaten anything. Um, But they're happy. Inej especially is happy to get her as much food as she can. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, that's it's some, she's a foodie. She loves food. It, she like likes to indulge in it that's her yeah. her one indulgence really yeah um and so Inej sets up you know some food for her because they all like to take care of each other and they just don't take care of themselves that's so true that's such I a know. fact um and so Kaz uh while Nina's eating wants more answers and so he's like hey what happened um, and Matthias tells them that uh, the refugees are at the embassy. There's not a ton, but we talked to their <clears throat> leader. Um, <laughs> well, Nina says that she's like, oh, got to their leader. Does not mention that it's Zoya um, yeah. and Jenya. Um, and she's like, oh, we got word to them. They'll be waiting on word from us, but they're going to help us. Um, and uh, where are we? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Inej tells them that um, they found a specific shipment of something headed to us, Carvo, um, and that's going to be the boat that's going to get the refugees yeah. out of Ravka. The getaway vehicle. Um, yes. Uh, and then Nina pulls out the paper with Matthias's wanted poster, or pulls out the paper that is Matthias's wanted poster on it. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's great. We got to get out of here as soon as we can. And Jesper speaks up and says, damn it. Chaz <laughs> <laughs> um, and Wylan are still in the lead. And we come to find that, um, oh gosh, who has it? There's uh, like a, a leaderboard of the yeah, wanted the, posters. Oh, here we are. Jesper, Kaz, Inej, um, and Wylan all had want. well, Jesper, Kaz, and Inej had wanted posters. Wylan had a missing poster. Mm-hmm. Um, Nina did not have one because she had ties to the dregs, but they couldn't prove anything because she wasn't mm-hmm. at the exchange with Vanek. Um, and, uh, Matthias looks at the posters and then is exclaims a hundred thousand Kruger for Cass. <laughs> You're not worth that much. So they're all arguing over who has a bigger bounty like, on their head. Like they're having fun with it. It's so funny. Cause right in, in the previous chapter, it was like, oh, a wanted poster, dun, dun, dun. And then at the at black veil they roll out their whiteboard that has like who's like the tallies of who's in the lead and how much i'm worth way more than that yeah <laughs> it's like in entangled when 
redacted voice actor is like they just can't get my nose right oh dang i'm saying freddie carter and amita suman for a live action tangled oh my gosh that would be so good and they just announced that a live action moana is in production yeah so like that's a more recent disney movie so i feel like we could get that like there's also a live action lilo and stitch Mm mm-hmm which I love Lilo and Stitch. I don't know how I feel about live action Lilo and Stitch. I don't know, but I'm going to watch it and love cute. it. Look, the soundtrack slaps. Oh, so good. That's so good. Um, speaking of redacted actor, um, it's really a big bummer because it I've been listening to Kelly Oki, Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. when she sings covers of songs. Yes. She sings them so much better than She's so good. other artists. Like, I'm so sorry, but it's true. And she sang one, um, she did a duet with said actor mm-hmm. and it was so good, but I don't want to uh, listen to it too much because I don't want to support him, I but know. I will support Kelly. So I'll only listen to it half as much as I want. To. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it for Kelly. Yeah. Listen to it well, once a day instead of twice a day. Her new album is coming out and it's going to be so good because of her divorce. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. That's a funny way to think about it, but you're right. Okay. Well, that you're man did wrong. her- that man did her dirty, mm-hmm. like dirty. She's paying him $114,000 a month. A month? A month. Uh-uh. Until, until 2024. And then she pays him like $41,000 a month. Because they had a prenup, mm. but he got he accustomed. must have a really good di- divorce lawyer. He got accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Unaccustomed. His, his dad did the same thing to Reba. To Reba? Hariba. a simple mom who works too hard mm-hmm. who uh, loves her uh, kids and never stops and never stops <laughs> <laughs> that's awful i know sorry got sidetracked there <laughs> like we're turning into a tea podcast and i love it <laughs> um so anyway i think that's important pop culture information for y'all to know it is here's the tea and ketter game yes um good transition <laughs> <laughs> and so they're arguing uh, about who's worth more um and then they're kind of joking about it. And Wyland says, quote, your lives are at stake. How can you act like this is a competition? And I wrote, let Miss Tess Wyland. He's back. <laughs> Our baby boy yes. is back. You know, sometimes he fades in and out. He's becoming more and more a member of the Crows every day. But sometimes he like has a moment of consciousness where he's like a normal person would be really upset by this. Yeah. Um and uh jesper's like oh come on like i haven't been able to gamble we're stuck in this tomb you know right. like let us lighten up yeah lighten up lighten up dude <laughs> and then nina suggests that they all go to ravka um because it's not safe for them to remain there mm-hmm. and kaz um shocks everyone by saying actually that's a good idea and, and they're and like she's like whomst you would go to Rapka? And he says, absolutely not. But it's, <laughs> you might want to go. Um, I need to deal with some things here. Um, mm-hmm. But you should go because it'll be safe. And he's really just looking out for Inej and her safety. Yeah. And he also knows that she was taken from Rabka, So it might be an opportunity for her to find her family. Yeah. 100%. But he doesn't say that because. Because he's Kaz. Because he is the emotional intelligence of a donkey. <laughs> I don't know why, but the thing that came to my mind was a lima bean. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. The syllables just just felt nice. Jordan. What? 
I was going to say pinto bean. Were you really? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, so I'm you, go with you, animal. you were talking and my brain literally was like of a lima bean. <laughs> it's like a pinto bean. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you watch the recording back, you can see my reaction when you say lima bean. I'm like... <laughs> So anyway, That's um, when we were sharing our single pinto bean. <laughs> yeah. um, and so Jesper is thinking of his dad who he hasn't seen in two days. Um, and he's in a suite in a hotel. Um, mm-hmm. And even though it's only been a few days, it feels like a lot longer because he knows that he's so close to his dad and his dad is worried. And um, then Jesper says, you know what? No, I, I, need to get dad my money his money um and then get back get back to Novi's M. Yep. Um and uh, after after everything is done, you know, like we can chill at the hotel until we can get out of here. We'll lie low. Um and then uh Nina asks Inej if she would like to go to Ravka. And um everyone looks at Inej except Jesper. Jesper looks at Kaz. Oh, I am writing right now and that's why they're BFFs. Yes, um, because he knows, everybody knows that Kaz is in love with Anesh. Everybody knows. Except Anesh. Honestly. <laughs> and even she kind of knows, but she doesn't think he's going to act on it. Yeah, I wrote everybody knows even. Um, <laughs> everybody but knows. But Jesper watches Kaz to see what his reaction to her answer would be, and he doesn't really give a reaction to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anesh says that she's not, that when she goes to Ravka, it'll be on her own terms with her own ship to stop the slavers that took her. And I love that she says when, not if yeah. she says when. We manifest that shit. Oh, I love it. Um, and um, then um, Kaz, again, does not really give a reaction uh, and mm-hmm. tries to change the subject. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what? Time's getting close. Um, Van Eck is gathering the council. Um, we have to yeah. get ready. He's like, let's wrap it up, kids. Yeah, um, because he doesn't want to talk about Inej leaving anymore. That's the real reason, but I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so Nina asks if they'll have more people searching for Wyland. And he and Kaz says, well, yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, once you guys hit Sweet Reef, which is the silos, um, we're going to do this. Like everyone has a plan. Um, and I'll get to the plans once we're in those characters perspectives. Cause it's a little yeah. bit easier to digest that way. 100%. Um, um, but Kaz does note that he has coffee extract, um, for Ooh. Kuwait, Nina and Jesper. And it's supposed to cover, hopefully we'll cover the scent of them being Grisha. Of for their Grisha-ness. The, yeah. Uh, for the Kurgood soldiers. Um, which I love that. I got a perfume at Target the last time I was traveling for work that has like coffee notes. Ooh. It was delightful. It's my travel perfume now. Lovely. Um, and then Kaz tells Nina that um excuse me, that her refugees better be ready because he's not waiting for no one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's so kind, but like not. But in the worst way yeah <laughs> like like he does really nice things but he doesn't want anyone to think he's a nice person so he's an asshole about it yeah but if you look um, at his good deeds they're incredible deeds yeah uh-huh he's just a they're, little prick yeah <laughs> um and he asks her how many there are and so she tells him 
um, and then adds, uh, he adds Matthias, Wyland, Kawei, and her to that list um, to, so they can forge the papers to get out of Ravka. And then Wyland says, I'm not going. He's like, well, you put me on that list. It's like, literally, why would I go? Um, my dad's not going to run me out of this city again. I'm going to take what's mine. And I wrote backbone Wyland. Good for him. Right. You go, bud. You go. Um, and then Jesper is like concerned. Um, but then he looks at Kaz and Kaz is not showing any sort of shock like, on his face. You're not going and Jesper, to Yeah. And Jesper says, quote, you knew you knew Wyland's mother was alive and everybody else is like oh who she's a what who is where your mom is what <laughs> um and Cass says yeah why do you think I let y'all go over there so remember a few chapters back when we were uh, like oh Wyland got ahead of Cass probably not he didn't yeah no um and Wyland is hurt by it because he mm-hmm. wonders why Kaz didn't just tell him and I think Kaz figured it out when they went through the ledgers yeah um, at 100% Vanet. um but uh Jesper starts to get angry and he's thinking it's one thing for Kaz to mess with me but like that's another thing for him to mess with Wylan um which is so sweet because like, even though he's been through all this, he still has mm-hmm. a lot of good in him and he's one of the good ones. Um, oh. And that was just like, not great. No, um, that was, a, that was a low blow, but his reasoning is good. Cause he's like, you know, you can rationalize yourself out of anger, but he wants him to stay angry and like, see the piece of shit that Van Eck is. And this was the only way to do that foolproof. And also I think I I think Kaz didn't tell him so he could figure it out himself, but also because mm-hmm. if Kaz had told him that his mom was alive, Wyland would not have believed it. No, he wouldn't have. He would not. He, he would have said, no, he would. He would my dad like, would take me to that. her. I need to get her out of there immediately. He wouldn't yeah. see the plan as the thing that could liberate her. Mm-hmm. And so he, I, it sucks that Kaz did it that way, but I understand why he did it that way. From a managerial standpoint, you can see, honestly. Yeah. I would be hurt and upset, but for for the good of the whole, it makes a lot more sense. I would recognize it was the better thing. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. I would agree as well. In the moment. I spent a lot of time being pissed, but. Yeah. Because that's too, I mean, with what I believe the timeline is that was two days yeah. that Kaz knew and he didn't tell Wylan. Mm-hmm. But the day before, uh, Wylan was like, oh, I need to go to Olandal for this. And Kaz told him, that's okay, you can go. Yeah, like, like go he ahead. He knew. Yeah. He knew. Um, and again, Wylan would not have believed it. Yeah. Because he thought his dad, he thought his dad was bad. He didn't think his dad was evil. Exactly. He thought he was like a crappy dad, but he could see his dad's perspective. Yeah. But now he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, before anything else happens, Wyland kind of agrees like, yeah, that's, that's fair. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That was a good call. Um, yeah. And then Kaz says, okay, you guys can put your little Wyland pity party away. We have a plan. <laughs> Y'all can stop sniffing and wringing your hands for a little Wyland and let's mm-hmm. get to work. <laughs> 
And then he tells Jesper, quote, Jesper, you're tall, brown, and conspicuous. And Jesper jumps in and says, all synonyms for delightful. Amen. I love. He's still trying to joke. And Kaz is like, great. Um, That means you have to be extra careful because you stick out like a sore thumb, sunshine. Except he would never call someone sunshine. No. Um, (laughs) I don't think he said the word sunshine. No. (laughs) And Kaz Kaz kind of tries to shake some sense into him and say, hey, no, you have to take this seriously. Um, and, uh, Kaz tells everyone that they have to be quick and to get to the docks no sooner than 10 o'clock, um, or 10 bells because, yeah. uh, they, like if they stay, if they get there before that, then they'll, it'll draw attention to them. Um, and they're going to a ship called the Verhader, which was that on the last book? I feel, I feel like that. We have heard that ship's ship. Yeah. That ship's name before. Was that the ship that Mal and Alina were on to get to Novi Zam? Or something or, like that. Or was it Nikolai Sturmhan's ship? I can't remember. I don't think it was Sturmhan's ship. No. We have heard that name before. We have. We I have. just can't remember when or where. These glasses are driving me insane. They're about to seal my nostrils shut and I will die. Are those your new ones? No, these are the old ones. They just keep, because my nose is greasy. With my headphones, mine are like weird. They're like a little- You can't tell. Okay, great. Um, But anyway, we have heard that ship name before. (laughs) This deja vu ship. Yeah. Um, Don't know where. If y'all know where, please let us know. Yeah, please remind Um, us. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's screaming Um, at their screen right now. Like, it's from there. Sorry. and we apologize we're sorry. so sorry send an um, email or dm us on instagram yeah we i would love to have a photographic memory but i don't <sighs> i do sometimes but not with this apparently yeah <laughs> this is only the third time i've read it I, I can remember a text i sent in fourth grade but i can't remember where this freaking ship is from i remember my first grade uil um poem that i read <laughs> See, there you go. I can't remember the name of this boat. Some things stick, some things don't. Nothing gold can stay, pony boy. That's fine. That was a good book. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, but no. I <laughs> um, at least I remember where that's from. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so Kaz, in his own way, is telling them to be careful. Um, mm-hmm. But Inej actually tells them to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Mom and dad. Dad's like, keep your head up. Mom's like, and be safe. Yeah, literally. Um, and uh, Jesper knows that he wants everyone to be safe. Like he's thinking that he wants to see everyone on the other side of of this grand plan. Um, yeah, and wants to celebrate with them afterwards. Um, and he and Nina have a little little joke about champagne, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's feeling back to herself. Um, and then Jesper goes Excuse over me. to Wylan and tells him, oh. hey, you know. Um, after this, you can stay with, with my dad and I at the hotel for a little bit. Wyland's like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. Everyone can. Kaz and Inej, like <laughs> opens it up to everybody. Not, not just you or anything. It's like, Hey, do you want to go like to dinner? And it's just us or, Oh no. Like with everyone. Oh, oh, no, no, no. D- just us. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, bud. My goodness. Um, and then Wyland asks him if he's going to go back to Novi Zem uh, with, with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, Jesper knows that he should, but doesn't really have an answer for him because he does, he has grown to love Ketterdam, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he also knows that like he should go back to no them, but that's not the life that was he was not made for that life. Yeah. Um, and I wrote, let's talk through our feelings, please. Because they just play a nice game of dodgeball with their dialogue here. <laughs> they really do. They're like they're, they keep trading like these very personal questions and like evading them, yeah. but it's just it's like, funny. Well, do you want to go to Novizem? Uh, maybe. I, sh- I should. I should. Um, <laughs> will you wear wigs? <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> when will you wear wigs? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you saying that reminded me of. That's one of my favorite things. That's so funny. Um, he's, they're just going back and forth and they both want the other to say what they're thinking. It's like, which stay they both me. They both are thinking that, but they're teenage boys. Yeah. So, you know, communication only ask is for not their, their strong suit. No, it's not any of their strong suits. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wyland asks Jesper if it's what he really wants, because after this, Wyland wants to go get his mom um, yeah. and save her. And he asks Jesper if it's what he really wants. Um and by this, he means to be a criminal, to like going from one thing to the next, never really stopping. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesper, after a little bit, pretty much tells him yes, that it is what he wants, that he thrives off of of this Adrenaline. life. Yes, there we go. That's the word. Um, uh, but then he says, that's not all I want. Implying that he wants Wyland. I want you to. No. No no um and then Kaz is like let's go now <laughs> like come Which, on he's like birds. I don't have time for this obviously y'all are in love with each other just like let's get just, it over with come, come on. on kiss and make up already yeah um and so uh then they quietly say um Wyland starts off no mourners and you say no funerals no funerals Ugh. which i think that's the first time wyland has started that that little little yeah mantra um which good for him honestly and so um nina and inej um have their plan and mm-hmm. nina had gone into one of the little catacombs to change out of her costume um, and put on a more like traditional Rabkin outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she took Matthias with her and uh, we don't, we won't speculate and, to and what they got up to. I'll, I'll speculate now. <laughs> <laughs> they just this come is not back. that kind of book. <laughs> no, it, this is a, a fade to black book. Oh. So they come back after some good times. <laughs> and and Jesper teases them like mm-hmm. you guys staying on task what did you what you up to and Porosito Matthias is oh. so embarrassed he's so embarrassed because <laughs> it's very clear what they were up to and Nina makes yes. a joke about it and Matthias is like stop I'm embarrassed <laughs> I don't want anybody to know this yeah. um and uh uh Jesper they're like joking even though what is coming next is really serious and Mm -hmm. 
Um, he knows that there's more that he wants to say to all of them, especially Inej, because he still feels guilt because it's their, he, he's still thinking that it's his fault that they were ambushed at the harbor, harbor before they went to the ice court. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he thinks anything of it, like she comes up, gives him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Like Ugh. she knew what he was thinking. Because she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Because she's the best. Um, and then Nina and Inej leave. Kaz is gone. Um, and it, Kaz and Wylan are gone. And Jesper, Kuwait, and Matthias are left in the tomb, which is like such a funny. That is a, a funny pairing. combination. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the and, awkward group. Yeah. They're just kind of waiting. Um, and Jesper and Kuwait are talking, and Matthias bumps in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's concerned about, especially about Nina. Yeah. Um, and Matthias is like, why are you joking? Like, aren't you concerned about everyone? And Jesper tells him, obviously I'm concerned, but there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Like they have to, we have to trust them to do their jobs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then Matthias asks Jesper what happened at the lake house because he was partnered with Nina and mm-hmm. Jesper tells him that there's a cloud of smoke that choked a guy and he doesn't exactly know what it is. Um, and then Matthias asks Huey if Param could alter Grisha's power after they've taken it. And Huey mm-hmm. tells him, I really don't know. Um, it it was it could be possible. It was meant yeah. to um diminish Grisha powers. Um and she survived the withdrawal, which is huge because that seldom happens. So we don't yeah. really know. There's not enough like data pretty much yeah, to, basically. Sh- to know. He was like, nobody um, understands Grisha power anyway. That's like the shoes, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have like, Jesper, again, has to misplaced anger because of his identity or lack thereof mm-hmm. as a Grisha. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, there's like a little back and forth. Hello. Um, sorry, saying hi to George's husband. Um, he, he popped in. Yeah, we're on Zoom, so um and uh uh so jesper has to misplace anger and matthias is calling him out pretty much yeah. um which he kind of needed he really and asked did. why he's why he's not going to ravka um and jesper isn't really giving him a straight answer and then kind of talks he then shoots a low blow at matthias because mm-hmm. matthias says well you're not embracing who you are. And Jesper's like, well, same with you. Like you were a murderer. Um, yeah. you could, I, hi- I had to hide because of people like you. Um, and uh, there, there's like pretty much just a back and forth of misplaced anger. They know that they don't really mean it. Yeah. Um, it's just getting through. It's um, basically the, the daddy issues support club yeah. right now. Uh, and then Kuwait tells him, well, you know, like it was supposed to make things better mm-hmm. um, to suppress their powers um, and not make them sick because if Grisha don't use their powers and they get sick. And I thought this was super interesting because mm-hmm. Jess was like, I don't get sick and I don't use, I never used my powers. Yep. And Matthias tells him sickness shows in different ways, aka oh, addiction. It manifests differently. Oh, that, <laughs> that hit. I was like, uh, again this isn't even the first time i've read this book and i stopped no and, and i, I was still, like 
I had to collect myself. Yeah. Um, and my head hit the floor. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jasper's like, you got me there. <laughs> yep. um, and again, some more misplaced anger. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're sniping at each other out of like anxiety and yeah. Concern. And Matthias is, is still thinking about Nina um, and Kuwait is telling them like, I knew, I didn't know exactly what my dad was planning, but I'm trying to recreate it. I'm trying to help. Like, hopefully mm-hmm. I can help. And Matthias asked him if he can help Nina. And he's like, well, I'm trying. I'm just not as good as my dad. He was a fabricator. I'm an inferni. Mm-hmm. Inferni, like, I don't know. Um, And then uh, he's like, I'm trying to work on something that could draw the Perem out of Agrisha's body after they've taken it. Um, and they're yeah. like, well, how would you do that? Like, I don't know. Um, and Jesper has a piece of Jerda, um, just the regular Jerda, not Perem in his hands, mm-hmm. and, like the stimulant. Um, and he notes that he can like feel the molecules within it, um, yeah. when he's actually using his powers. Um, and he has like a flashback of, to when he was little, um, and he was in his dad's Jerda's jerda fields mm-hmm. um and he figured out that he could drain the blossom the jerda blossom of color yeah um and so he had bleached uh, <laughs> a swear word in the in the field because of course his, he did yeah and his dad got so mad at him but not because of like anything having to do with the crops but because he didn't want him to be found out as a grisha mm-hmm. um and oh my gosh i wrote crying at this part because his dad says, quote, you must never do that again. Promise me your ma had the same gift. It can bring only misery. And we don't know <sighs> what's happened yeah. to Jesper's mom at this point. We just know that she is gone um, as in past. She yeah. passed away. Um, and so he promised his dad that he wouldn't. Um, but he thought that his mom never seemed miserable. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, this is a nice little flashback. Um, yeah. And, uh, he's, he's thinking he, after he promises his dad that he wouldn't use it, he's thinking like, okay, mom never seemed miserable. Actually, she found joy in everything. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just so sweet. It's like, uh. and so his mom was Zemini born, um, and mm-hmm. his dad is Kalish. So, um, like mixed race essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's a half C like us. Yay. <laughs> um, Representation matters. That. We can say that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, he, his mom is described as having deep uh, brown skin and so tall that his dad had to look up oh, um, to look her in the eye. I wrote my short heart. king. My heart. Of course, Cole uh, is a short king. We stand. And like he's. <laughs> It, it, all this stuff is like you can't really blame him he's just a parent mm-hmm. acting out of fear to protect his child yeah and like, um, so understandable mm-hmm. i just remembers that when he was little um before he could go work in the field um he uh would stay at home with his mom and they would like do laundry and cook and clean and she would like chop wood. She was, she was a badass. Yeah. Um, and just keep the house running and he would help her. And every day when 
um, his dad got home, she would ask him, quote, um, how's my land? Uh, because the land was in his mom's name because Ugh. Jesper's dad, Colm, the king that he is, a put king. it in her name as a wedding a gift. King. Like, and then he would always respond, quote, blooming, just like you, love. Oh, oh. be still my heart. <laughs> See, that is how communication works. Oh, so good. Of, Col- of course, Colm Fahey would be a master just, at it. Uh, um, and uh, Jesper remembers that his dad always promised to like play with him. Um, but after a full day of working in the fields that he would usually fall asleep um, mm-hmm. after dinner. And um, oh, also I wrote sobbing um, at the blooming, just like you are. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll still deceased. be sobbing over that for the rest of my life. Deceased. Um, and uh, his dad would fall asleep. And so he and his mom would would kind of tuck him in, take his boots off, and they would laugh. Um, and he remembered that no matter how busy his mom was, um, she always had time to tell him a story. It's <laughs> uh, um, so good. And he remembers that she was the one who taught him how to ride, how to fish, how to clean a fish, how to... Uh, clean a bird like to cook how to start a fire how to brew a cup of tea how to shoot like everything Mm -hmm. she was the one who taught him how to shoot um Mm. and uh oh my gosh and so we know that he's a fabricator and his mom also was Mm -hmm. uh grisha um that's implied um because we have already gotten that yeah um because his we just mentioned that his dad was like your mom whatever anyway Mm-hmm. Um, and so she would give him lessons in secret. Um, his mom would, cause his dad was so worried that he was going to lose them. And so she would do it, it secretly stressed him out. Mm-hmm. And, um, he remembers that if they got home late or like behind on something, she would, you know, use her, her powers to boil the water mm-hmm. or to get a stain out really easily. She would this... make her own gunpowder. I wrote resourceful queen. So good. And I love what she said. She was like, I'm not going to pay for something I can make myself. That's even Amen. better than anything on the shelf. Amen. That's how I stop myself from impulse purchases a, a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I spend more money. trying. And then to I continue do... to. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, then she, she tells Jesper like, Hey, let's keep this a secret from your dad. He doesn't need to know. Um, but Jesper notes that he always worried, um, mm-hmm. especially when, um, oh my God, <laughs> when one of his mom's friends came to the door mm-hmm. looking for help to heal someone. Uh, uh, and I, uh. <sighs> And Combs' big worry is that slavers are going to find out that she's mm-hmm. there and come human traffic her, basically. Yeah. And I love what she says, too, because she's like, um, he's like, you know, if, if anybody knew that Grisha was living here, she's like, she decolonizes that man. She's like, that's not my word. That doesn't describe mm-hmm. me. Like, I am, it's kind of, again, tell me you went to a Christian college without telling me you went to a Christian college. It's kind of biblical. She's like, I am that I am. Like, yeah. a word cannot encapsulate what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's Ugh. like, also, I've been given these gifts and I have to help people with them. What 
what use would they be if I can't help people? Mm-hmm. Um, what example and, would I be setting to our son if I didn't show him what to do with what we're given? Yeah. And his mom's name is Aditi. Oh, right. That's how you pronounce yeah, it. I think so. Um, and he's like, yeah, you're right. But before she takes his dad's face in her hands, um, and that's when she tells him like, what kind of a mother would I be if I, if I didn't mm-hmm. show my son this? Um, and he's just so in love with her that he's like, yeah, you're right. He's, his concern is just worry. He's not it like, it comes angry. from fear, not control. Yes. Um, he's like, you should do this. Well, well, um, and, uh, she kisses his dad and he, well, he tells her, I'm just worried about losing you. And she tells him, well, then you're just going to have to keep me close and kisses him. Mm. Um, and, uh, Jesper is remembering that his dad was wrong, that it wasn't slavers, um, that they lost her to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start crying again. Don't, I cried when I read this. Don't cry. It's so sad. I was like on the plane, like, oh, no. <laughs> like oh losing God. it. Yeah. Um, and uh. so now it's a, it's still a flashback, but a flash forward from that last argument that his parents had. Um, and Jesper woke up one night and, um, uh, kind of slid out from his, his bed to go Mm -hmm. peek on what the adults were doing. And his mom was putting on her coat. Um, and, uh, he was seven at this point, but he knew that something was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was a Zemini man at the door. Um, uh, and his dad was telling him, can't this wait until morning? And I didn't like that. The dad said this, uh, the Zemini man at the door said, mm-hmm. if it was Jesper, would you wait? And I well, was no. like, his, his mom said that to Colm. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought it was the man. I was like, that is not great. Um, just kidding. Then it was his mom. Um, so Colm is Colm trying was like, to, you don't need to go out right now. It is yeah. late. <laughs> And she, okay. Then that makes it better. Sorry. I yeah. misread that. Um, okay. she's, yeah. She's like, would, um, would Aditi that is like, if Jess needed help at midnight, would you would want someone to come help him? And then she kisses Colm and then sees Jesper, um, is awake. And she, she says, is my little rabbit awake? And look, I'm going to say it real quick. Jesper's relationship with his mom and the short bits we get in the book were translated. Oh, so well in this show so well like we'll get to that in a little bit we'll get there in a second perfectly um and uh she picks him up and gives him a hug and says tells her she tells him go to sleep my little rabbit um i'll be back tomorrow Mm -hmm. but she didn't come back oh and the man who knocked on the door the night before came the next day and knocked on the door and Colm grabbed Jesper. They got on the horse and ran to the house. Um, and Jesper notes that it was a house a lot bigger than theirs, um, mm-hmm. that it had like actual, like polished floors. Um, and, um, he doesn't remember a lot, but he remembers the floors and he remembers the woman that was outside, um, the house and her she her eyes were red from crying yeah um and he remembers a little girl who had braids like his mom um and it was a few years older than he was um and so what had happened was the little girl um went to a well that should have been closed up and drank Mm -hmm. some water from it 
um, and the water was poisoned because it was too close to one of the mines. Yeah. Um, it feels like it was like mercury poison mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And her and two of her friends had drunk this water and the two friends had died, but the little girl was still alive. Ugh. And Jesper's mother saved the little girl. Um, Aditi went to the little girl's bed and who was like almost dead pretty much yeah. and used her powers as a Grisha um, to extract the poison from her body. Um, and the next day the little girl was good, yeah. but it was healed. But um, Aditi had taken in too much of the poison. And as the little girl got better, Aditi collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got too much. And the lady who was at the front said that she had seen it happen before was Zawa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the Zemini people, instead of calling them Grisha, they call them Zawa, which means blessed. Yeah. Which I love. Again, oh, just so good. Love it. Um, and uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Jesper's mom would tell them that there's Zawa. Um, you and me, meaning her and Jesper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> And then because she like, she was essentially in a coma now. Um, she was the one who saved the little girl. She was the healer in their village. There was no one to save There's, her. Yeah. He was too young and untried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's thinking now, like in this flashback, well, maybe if I had been, if I had learned more, if I, if I, mm-hmm. you know, had had more lessons, if I could have used my powers, I could have healed her, which he couldn't have. He was seven. Yeah, it um, was not on him. Yeah, but um, Jesper was like lying next to his mom, um, and she's like in and out pretty much for a while. And she asks him, "Little rabbit, what are you doing here?" Or sorry, nope, that's yeah. not what happened. Um, she, he's, she, he's lying next to her, and she he's hoping that when she wakes up, she'll mm-hmm. that he'll hear her say, "Little rabbit." Um, but when he woke up, his dad was crying because she had passed away. And so sad. They took her back to the farm and buried her under a cherry tree that was beginning to bloom. And this was something they did in the show uh-huh. when um, Jesper has his halluc- hallucination is that he wakes up under a cherry tree. Oh, uh. Yeah so good and she calls so him painful and she's like there's my little rabbit um and it's very emotional and I'm very sad about it I know <laughs> uh it and, hurts and as they're burying his mom Colm Jasper's dad Colm sings a, a Kalish song Ugh. um and then after that uh after they bury her Jasper asks his dad quote was ma a witch and oh my gosh, here we go again. Colm, oh, he says, quote, yeah, he says, quote, she was a queen, Jess. She was our queen. He just loved her just so, so much. much. Um, and then uh, Jesper notes, like after that, it was, it was he and his dad um, and they worked together. He would cook, you know, they, they survived. Yeah. Um, they made it work. Yeah. But it was never the same. Yeah. How could it and be? Jesper is like was wondering if his mom had lived, would he have gone to Ravka? 
Um, would he had learned to use his powers or like would who, he have just ended up in the same place? Who would he have been? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we are back to present tense and Jesper is like rubbing the jar to blossom between his hands and says, you know that the Zemini don't just use the blossoms. They use all parts of the Jerda plant. Um, I actually remember my mom soaking Jerda stalks and goat's milk. She would give it to me after she, I had been out on the fields because I was already hyperactive and they didn't need me more <laughs> focused. Yeah. Um, and then Jesper's like, wait, the stalks? You can use those? Because yeah. the Zemini people don't waste it. They don't waste stuff. It's not wasteful commercialism. It's using sustainable, everything. resourceful culture. Ugh. Never the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's like, wait a second. It's because it's like a balm effect. It's like mm-hmm. the way that he described it, it felt like like an antihistamine mm-hmm. to an irritant. Like when yeah. you, this is <laughs> in no way the same. But when I was little, and like we were like driving to California and we'd go through cow pastures and it smelled so bad and I thought I'd throw up in the car. My mom would take a little bit of peppermint lip gloss and put it mm-hmm. on her finger and dab it on underneath my nose mm-hmm. so that I would just smell peppermint. And like, that's kind of what it made me think of is like, it's, it's a counter agent. I thought of Ponlevix <laughs> <laughs> Because in Mexican culture, Vix and Esprite fix everything, which it oh, does, yeah. can confirm um <laughs> my grandma be, she would put Vicks on the bottom of our feet and put our socks on and give us a ginger ale but you're healed mm-hmm. maybe that's why um, I still have COVID <laughs> haven't done that yet Jordan you have to do that first thing I know Obviously. I messed up Ugh. I messed up Ugh. um and so Jesper tells them like that the Zemini um make this balm and put it on like the gums of babies and kids um, so they're not like stimulated when the Jerda plant is being like processed. Yeah. Um, and then he's thinking, oh my gosh, could like this be, I'm not as smart as Wylan, um, when it comes to chemistry, um, I'm, I am a fabricator, but I'm not a trained one, but maybe this could help. This could do something. There's like a um, sense about it. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to ask a question when the window in the tomb is shattered, um, and Matthias, ready to go, grabs Jesper and Quay and like pushes them out of the way um, to the edge, like far away from the window. Um, and they look outside and there's a whole bunch of people surrounding the tomb. Hmm. Great. Yeah. In fact, not great. And that is the end of chapter 16 and part three. So now and we're on to part, part three. Four. Yeah. Now we're on to part four titled The Unexpected Visitor. There's been a lot of unexpected visitors. So. Right. Who could um, it be now? Da, 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 da. Uh, I can't get to sleep. <laughs> Sorry. <You> could. <laughs> Love um, me some minute work. <laughs> and now um, chapter 17 is in Inez's point of view. And so we leave the boys on Black Veil. We don't know what's happening. Couldn't tell you. Um, but Inej um, and Nina are in the warehouse district and she's again describing it as like a shanty town um, and the differences between like the different parts, just like two streets down from each other. Yeah. Um, like again, that wealth disparity. And so she mm-hmm. describes like the different um, uh, things that they're passing, like barges with shipments and things like that. 
Um, and then they see um, when they're almost to Sweet Reef, which is where the, the silos are, um, they see two men unloading um, things from a large wagon and Inez tell they it's like lit by a blue mm-hmm. light and it's corpse light, um, mm-hmm. which are lights made from crushed skeletons of deep sea fishes. So it's a like not a bright light, just a loose light to let people know yeah. that on this boat were dead bodies. It's your dead here. Get your dead here. There's a caterpillar in here. Ah making sure it's not like an evil caterpillar i thought i killed it but i didn't um but it doesn't look like like a really bad one okay it's dead now okay well glad we got that (laughs) please keep that in (laughs) it's gross it exploded oh gross it exploded like a booger i did not expect that oh my goodness i'm gonna deal with that later um yuck (laughs) So anyway, corpse anyway. light that would be lit for the caterpillar. <laughs> no, the caterpillar. Oh um, no. And so uh Nina's asking Inej why the corpse people would be here. Um, and Inej tells her that people don't like to see corpses in the street or in the canals during the day, so they do it at night, which like valid. Oh, Fair valid, enough. but so that's an awful yeah. calculation to make. Mm-hmm. And by the morning before the light. Um, the the bodies will be on Reaper's barge ready to burn. Um, and then we get again the conversation about like why there's no cemeteries after the plague. Um, people's bodies were just burned unless you're really rich, then you can afford a cemetery in the country. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, we get the no mourners, no funerals, and we find that it's a way of saying good luck. They actually explain it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like a way of saying good luck, but also the fact that if they died, there wouldn't be any burials for them, nothing expensive, no one to really mourn them, which Ugh. there would be people to mourn them. There would. And there would be some sort of ceremony because Kaz would figure out a way to get the money. So Amen. Amen. <laughs> and um uh as they're getting closer to Sweet Reef, they can see the silos and Inej knows that they actually are daunting. Um but you can see them and all the, the silos are emblazed with the Vanek um, red symbol. And I wrote, ew, that's gross. Disgusting. Um, and then Inej thinks, okay, well, soon everyone will know what that really stands for. Cowardice and deceit. Get van Boom. wrecked. Get um, van wrecked. And uh, they, the silos are surrounded by a fence. Um, so kind of think like barbed wire fence, you know, like a chain link fence with a barbed wire on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what is surrounding the silos to keep them quote unquote safe. Um, and Inej is like, not a problem. I can get through that like, in my sleep. That's um, fine. Mm-hmm. And so they're watching, um, keeping watch by the warehouse because they have a plan and the guards routine are going to be the same. They have 12 minutes, um, to get around, like the guards take 12 minutes, um, to get through their whole rounds of like the 10 silos. And so they have that much time to get, um, like in there. And then Inej will have so much time to get from one silo to the next, essentially. Um, and in six minutes, like she'll have to, well, cutting that in half. So she'll, Inej would have six minutes to like get to the other side and put the weeble in the silos and then move on. Um, and uh, she would just have to wait for Nina's signal. So Nina had a light that would tell her when it was safe to go to the next one. 
Um, and she had nine crossings to make. Um, and uh, Nina asked if she was ready for it. And Inej is like, no, quote, no matter the height of the mountain, the climbing is the same. And Nina says, actually, not really. Um, <laughs> actually, that's incorrect. <laughs> and then Inej tells her, don't be Matthias. And Nina is, <laughs> she's like, oh, it's, it's like she has been accosted. Like, how dare you say like um, how could you funny. possibly say this to me question mark um but then uh nina um, admits to Inej, like hey my powers haven't really been the same so if something goes wrong um and Inej doesn't even let her finish she's like there's not going to be any nothing's going to go wrong tonight like we're just going to slip through like ghosts um yeah. and uh uh nina tries to argue with her to be like but what if and and Edge brings her back to the present because the guards are coming. Like, hey, um, we gotta, we gotta go. Yeah. And uh, so Nina goes towards the guardhouse, and Inej is describing the way she's moving is a comp- as she leaves, walks away from Inej and goes towards the guards, her demeanor completely changes. Um, and she's no longer like a confident woman who's walking. She's a young, scared, Ravkin woman looking for a little bit of kindness. And she goes up to them. It's like, please to excuse um, in a Ravkin accent, which I don't know what that would be, but. Right. I feel like um, Russian, right? Yeah. Please to excuse. <laughs> um, and the guard is like, oh, you shouldn't be here. She's like, I look for work. I look for work. This is where I find work. I need work. Um, and <laughs> she starts crying. Like, I, need- I come for the job. Yes. Yes. I, I need work. I need job. <laughs> They're like, oh, um, um. Oh, don't, they're like, don't cry. Don't cry. Please don't cry. Um, I wrote LOL because she's such a good actress. She she's just so gets good. it. Um, and Inej is trying to not laugh. <laughs> um, she's Nina during all loving this. it. And then the guard is like, oh, is, do you have a, a guy, uh, your like boyfriend? <laughs> do your boyfriend need work? She's like, I do not have fella. I do not have, I look for job. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, um, as she's distracting him, uh, and he like turns away, um, and then sneaks in to, into the silo, into the gates where the silos uh, are men. Uh, <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> and so, um, as Anesh like hears Nina say goodbye to the guard, um, she waits and then, um, eventually there's a pop and a light. Um, so, Wyland had made some bombs and Nina set them off and the guard goes over to look at them at what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And while he's going to inspect that, Nina goes and meets Inej where she is um, and gets to her spot uh, so she can signal to Inej when it's safe to cross. Um, and so once the guard is at his post um, uh, and make sure like the gate that they just snuck through is locked, he goes inside the guardhouse. And so there's 10 stories that Inej has to climb up to. Um, and then she gets a flashback as she's climbing up. She's thinking um, of, of herself performing at a carnival and what her uncle would have done to keep the audience entertained. And so now we get a flashback, excuse me, to when she would perform mm-hmm. and her uncle was like the ringmaster or whatever, um, saying, oh my gosh, she's so high up. No one would attempt this. Um, and she would come up and say, I would. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, everyone who the audience would gasp and, oh my gosh, it's too high. A little girl couldn't do that. And people would try and stop the show. It was all staged, of it course. It was just some great theater. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she's thinking this, she's like, no one's going to try and stop it tonight. I have to do this. Um, and so she gets to the so- top of the silo and looks over the city. Um, and uh, she's just thinking, okay, in a few days, I'm going to be free. Like I can get through this. I will be free to do like, what I want. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, tonight I'm going to perform for my city. There's not an audience that no one has any idea. I'm up here. No one has any idea I'm performing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to perform for my city for what it's, I'm giving back to the city that has given me some semblance of a life. It hasn't been great, but let's do it for Ketterdam essentially. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And so she gets the weevil and puts it in the um, silo and the sugar starts to like burn underneath. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then she has, they rigged a magnetized crossbow type thing to yeah. do a. It's a, very cool. It's like a magnet yeah. grappling hook that's high tension to have her her wire across there that's a better way of saying it and so it takes her a few tries um but she um gets across and um then as she starts to walk again she get we get a flashback um it's like her herself it's it's an edge remembering um Mm -hmm. when she learned how to do it and so um her mom had told her when she was little that people who walked on high wires um, were gifted people and once had wings. And so she <laughs> would always, after she would practice, she would go look to see if she had wings growing. Um, and oh. she would always ask, can I do the high wire? Can I do the high wire? Can I do the high wire? And eventually her dad let her start on the low wire. Um, and she would do everything. She was just a natural at it. She would get every tri- trick so quickly. Um <laughs> And she like still did everything her dad told her just to get through the basics, like got to get through these drills. Um, and one day um, her uncle and cousins and family um, went to take a break um, and go for a swim. And so she mm-hmm. stayed behind at camp and she climbed on the high wire and she had never been up on a high wire before, just the low ones that her dad would let her. Um, and um, she went all the way up to the high wire and started walking on it. Um, and she had a second of doubt, but she's like, nah, I got this. It's the same thing. Um, and so she starts walking, um, on the high wire and she was halfway across when she realized that her family was back (laughs) and watching her. (laughs) Um, but they of course can't yell anything because it would startle her and she would fall. Yeah. Um, just captivated. Yeah. And so she gets across and climbs down and her mom got mad at her and her dad kind of got mad at her, but was mostly in awe. Um, and the imagery that's describing Inej and the wire, mm-hmm. it's like an extension of her. Yeah. It's again, image Lee Bardugo and imagery is just so mm-hmm. phenomenal. It's I just, so good. you just get it in your mind. It She grasps exactly what you want to, you want it to be, yep. if that makes sense. Um, and, uh, then later one of her cousins asked her like, how do you do it so fearlessly? And she's like, oh, it's just walking easy. Yeah. Same. Right. We used to do that. 
makes me think of that Bill Clinton. What's your favorite food? I don't know. Fries. Like it's very. Um, but then she's thinking. But even though she tells her cousin that she's thinking it wasn't just walking. Um, this is this was my favorite quote. Um, Mm -hmm. it was the planet and she was its moon. Like they just belong together. Yeah, in orbit. It's like she's um, pushing down on the wire just as much of, as it's pushing up on her yeah. and everything below and above is like pinned perfectly mm-hmm. in the middle where she is. Um, and then she Very also cool. remembers that she's only fallen once and she blamed it on the net, which is why that she did not want a net for this job. Mm-hmm. Um, she remembers um, she said, no that, yeah, that at one point um, she was falling and she hit the net and then like bounced off and got a concussion. Um, and she notes that the net made her too comfortable, that it it gave her a false sense of security and it made her complacent and lazy, um, with what she was doing. So she's like, nope, no nets ever again. Um, and she had not used a net since. And so, um, she's like, well, I know Kaz wanted this net, um, for safety, but now it's just Nina. So either way we can't use it and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I'm my wings are, she's thinking like my invisible wings are keeping me up. Um, and, uh, she also has a balance pole that she mm-hmm. like, like an extendo pole. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, like the, have you seen them on TikTok? It's like a little hand yes. thing. you push a button and go, whoop, but a little it's like, like baton. Yeah, yeah. Except she's using that to balance, but then she could yeah. also kick someone's ass with it. Yeah, it's it's a dual purpose tool <laughs> yeah. for sure. Just um, like me. <laughs> I'm a dual purpose tool. <laughs> um and uh so she's waiting and Nina gives a signal and she starts to cross. Um and she gets um on the other side. And as she's reaching the rooftop of the second silo, she um opens the hatch and pours the weevil in. Um, but the smell is stronger this time and it's like a burning sugar smell and Mm -hmm. she gets hit with this wave of like PTSD essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's remembering, mm -hmm, and she's remembering being back at the menagerie. Um, and she's thinking, you know, usually she's ready for when a memory, AKA a past trauma will come Mm -hmm. back and haunt her. Um, but this was something different. Um, and, uh, because it reminds her of the way someone smelled. And yeah. so she also thinks that she doesn't remember all of the men from the menagerie. Um, she got used to numbing herself and just playing along. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted an illusion and she was forced to, because she cried once um, and Tante Helene beat her and then um, charged her for the nights that she couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also choked her, um, just a real and, piece of work. Yeah. And so that was after the first time, um, that she had been forced to be with a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that loosely, it's just like better terms to say on here, I would guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so after that, Inej didn't cry because quote, Inej's fear was greater than her sorrow, which Ugh. that is just awful. Yeah. Um, and so she learned to fake it, learned to take herself to a different place. But one night a customer, um, 
he, and so, sorry. So she's going through like some of the worst customers she's had, um, but none of them were as bad as one who said, I've seen you before. She's like, oh no, Ugh. you haven't. And he's like, no, I have. I was at this show um, and I remember you because you had a flower crown and you went on the high wire and blah, 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 blah. And like recounts the story of seeing her as a child perform mm-hmm. on the high wire. Um, and so he, you know, whatever does what he is paying to do and what she is being forced to do. Um, mm-hmm. And usually she can separate it because she, that person that she was and the person she is now are two different people, yeah. but because he brought that up, she can't separate it. And she remembers everything. Yeah. And, and it's just that, awful. And it, it, she just like feels so ashamed because it's merging her two lives together. Yeah. Which breaks my heart. Um, and, um, uh, she, we're back in present day and she can hear the weevil and she's thinking about Kaz and like what she told him. So she told him that she would have him without armor. She wouldn't have him at all. Uh-huh. Um, she was like wanting him to say something, but she's like, what really would have happened? Because he has his trauma. I have my trauma. Like what, what was going to happen? Um, would he really, um, want quote a girl who could never quite be whole? which also broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like their broken places line up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they just talk through it. Um, and so she's like thinking through this and then she closes as she goes to clo- close the hatch. Um, she like breathes in the burning smell mm-hmm. um, and starts coughing. And then she stumbles and a, a hand grabs the back of her neck and tries to shove her through the, to the silo. hatch into the silo. Um, I was like, what? And that's the end of chapter 17. I was like, homest, what the heck what, is going on here? What is happening? What is happening in the house? Or what is going on? In what the house is going on in the house of commons? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, this. Diet Coke break. You have to. <laughs> and so that's the end of chapter 17 and on to chapter 18. Chapter 18 is in Kaz's point of view. And so Kaz and Wyland are going to Van Eck's house to steal his stamp so they can put the stamp on the, mm-hmm. the seal um, on the letter to get um, the boat out and the refugees out. Yeah. And so Kaz is like, it was pretty easy to get into Van Eck's house. Am I giving him too much credit or has he just gotten lazy? I don't know. Um, We're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, the easiest points of entry were the windows. Um and but on the top floor and so even though wyland who is not handicapped who is, is able-bodied there you go sorry i don't know what the correct terminology is um you're good anyway and how kaz refers to himself i don't want that to be like how i refer to people but it's how he refers to himself so For we're sure. going with it in the context of this book so anyway um and kaz is thinking wyland who doesn't have an external injury that he has to live with can't climb. So I, who don't, who I, who has, who have, who has, I, who have, yeah. I, who have an <laughs> and injury my, and myself having an injury. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to have to climb up and then pull this kid in. <laughs> and uh. So 
Uh, he says quote two good legs and this kid still needs a ladder (laughs) um and he's like okay let's just go and so um kaz is thinking of anej he's like and then trying to not think of anej (laughs) (laughs) which he's worried about her her. more yeah (laughs) and then he's like well would she have he's because he's second guessing sending her out on a job so soon he's like mm-hmm. well, would she have told you if she needed a rest he's like probably not no because well, i wouldn't have shown sympathy well would i mm-hmm. come on okay. bud. okay um and so he's like i we just i have to trust her i you know it is what it is yeah um and so uh because kaz is on good terms with a locksmith in a town who <laughs> believes that kaz is the son of a merchant um uh who has a really big collection of locks <laughs> that's how he learned how to like pick certain locks that's just so ridiculous i love that that worked i know People it's are, hilarious are dumb oh yeah um and he's like well you have to take apart a lock to see how it works and so that's how he has figured them out <laughs> have you heard that tiktok audio that's like you have to treat a car like you treat a woman and they're like, explain. And he goes, no, I think I messed up somehow. <laughs> That's literally like this dumb locksmith guy is like, a lock is like a woman. And I wrote, no, I since I messed up somehow. <laughs> I think Pretty it's a, a quote from freaking like Ben 10 or something, but oh, well. it's such, it's such a good audio. Like that is hilarious. So good. Nathan and I um. quote it all the time. <laughs> um. And so now Kaz like picks the lock on the window really easily Mm -hmm. um, and he climbs inside and he's on the third floor, which is where the servants quarters are. um, And on the first floor is where the merchant council is having their meeting. The little dinner dinner. And and so Kaz makes his way um, to the staircase down the stairs and goes to the second floor um, because he remembers um, Vanek's house when he and Inej stole the decapel out of it, which is hilarious. (laughs) So Um, good. And uh, he notes that there's a guard um, outside Alice's door because, Mm -hmm. you know, after she was kidnapped, he's like predictable. And then he goes into what is Wyland's old room and they're actually making it into a nursery, which that kind of hurts. That's so awful. Um, And so Kaz um, unlocks the window in the nursery and then (laughs) throws a rope down for Wyland. And Mm -hmm. I thought, (laughs) Rapunzel, Rapunzel. So I remember you were talking about um Freddie yeah. Carter and Sumin, um, except Freddie Carter is repulsive. Honestly, I'm down for it. <laughs> um, I'm so down for it. I'm here for it. Um uh, and so uh Kaz drops down like a rope ladder and Wylan starts climbing up and he's so loud and Kaz is <laughs> um he's like God. Yeah, <laughs> he's making so much noise. Kaz is wondering, like, why he brought him here. Oh my goodness! Like this, the guard's gonna be back. Mm-hmm. This kid is making so much noise, and then eventually, Kaz just like hauls him in, like, <laughs> just get your ass in here, golly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the way that they would also leave um the Van X house. Yeah. And Wylan looks around the w- room, um, because it was his old room. He's like, well, I'm not surprised. Right. Um, He's like, it still hurts a little bit, but I'm yeah. honestly not shocked. 
Yeah. Um, and they're waiting and Cass is asking him what they're like, why is it taking so long? And so we mm-hmm. learned that Wyland set off like a flash bomb, um, not to hurt anything, but just to make a sound to distract the guards. So they would like leave the hallway so they could get into Van Eck's office. Yeah. Um, and so that is essentially what happens. And once they go into the office, Kaz is surprised to find how heavily decorated it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote overdone, like very dramatic. Yeah. And like Kaz even notches notches. Notches? <laughs> Kaz even the no- night? notices <laughs> is what I was trying to say, but notches is what came out. Um he uh, even notices like most merchers have like they're kind of like industrial chic minimalist. And this is like industrial gaudy. chic minimalist. <laughs> yeah. And the and this is like gaudy. Like <laughs> Most merchants are very like Magnolia Corps and <laughs> they're about all the shiplap, all the farmhouse. And Van Eck is um, maximalist. Yeah. I don't even, go. I don't even know. Cause there's like a charm to maximalist. Yeah. Maximalism. Van Eck is like, that's oh. the most expensive thing. I want it. Van Eck is like, um, uh, like monarchies throughout time. Like opulence yes. opulence there you go yeah. That's it's the word. It, it's it's gaudiness for the sake of being gaudy not because yeah. it's ornamental pieces tacky. not because it's tacky it's tacky mm-hmm. it's tacky yeah nasty um, and like his op- chair his chair is like a throne yeah it's opulence for the sake of being loud not opulence for the sake of being classy yeah it's like oh this is the most expensive item i can have it needs to be in my office regardless of if it's actually a quality item look just because you american doesn't mean you american should <laughs> you american should um, just because you ketter can doesn't mean you ketter should yeah <laughs> but ketter damn he did <laughs> but ketter damn it he did it <laughs> um so anyway um, <laughs> that Wyland concludes tells- the interior design portion of today's episode. We gotta have one again. Season two of Brecker by Brecker. Yes, come on. Um, and so Wyland tells Kaz that it's uh that Van Eck safe is behind a specific painting, and it's of uh, Wyland's great great grandfather who mm-hmm. was the first one to bring industry to the Van Eck name. Whatever gag. Ugh. He probably sucked. Yeah, more than likely he cheated a lot of people out of money, um, mm-hmm. exploited them, probably exploited minorities. We just know it happened. Probably had like indentured Grishas as well. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. There was mm-hmm. like mm, self-made. I doubt it. No such thing. Um, and so Kaz tells him, actually, you know, you you look kind of like this guy. And Wayne says, yeah, I know. With the exception <laughs> of like the color of my hair, I got that from my mom. I really look like Van Eck. And it kind of sucks because I don't like it. Um, For real. <laughs> neither does my dad. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the safe that is more, Kaz describes like a vault because it's so backed up after Kaz and Inej stole the decapel from yeah. <laughs> And Kaz um, is almost impressed. He had, He's kind mm-hmm. of like, mm, look at you, like to the safe. Like. Yeah. Um, and it would be too much for him to crack. So Wyland has this chemical, not, or this broken down chemical weevil that will uh-huh. um, burn through metal, 
essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's so an extremely he, fast, extremely corrosive chemical reaction. Yeah. It just will, uh, balsa glass is the only thing that it won't burn through. Um, and it takes a while. And so Kaz is like, Hey, pick it up. And, um, Wyland tells him if a single drop of this gets off, it will burn a hole to the party that's below us. And they'll know we're here. And Kaz says, take your time, take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so eventually the hole that, um, has been made is big enough and Kaz, um, uh, can like look into the safe slash vault um and he gets um the bag that has the uh stamp in it the mm-hmm. what is it called um the, the seal, seal. Uh-huh. um and as he's like pulling his arm out he like touches the metal it's and like, it sh- burns because it's it's a chemical burn but it's like physically hot as well because it's reacting yeah. with the metal because that energy um, has to go somewhere and it's it manifested as heat yeah. And so Wylan is looking sick. Again, our little litmus test baby. Um, <laughs> he can handle a lot, but Kaz is more than a lot. Yeah. Um, and Wylan tells Kaz that he doesn't really like feeling like a thief, like he's stealing. <laughs> well, it's also because Kaz takes some interest. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He grabs the seal, he grabs the leather pouch, and he's like, and why not just a couple stacks of money, too? Mm-hmm. Um, for good and measure. Like, I, don't, I don't like stealing. And Kaz tells him, you know, this is your money. We're just taking your inheritance a little bit earlier. Um, He's like, well, I don't want it. I just don't want him to have it, which good for a little while in. Good for a while, but I'm also with Kaz. I'm like, that's a real rich take. It is. Like a real rich person take. That's privilege. Um, And uh, um, he's, Kaz wonders like, why would you, like, that's such a luxury to turn your back on it. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. want this empire. And Wyland tells him, you know, my dad was wrong about a lot of things, but he was right about me. Like I could never run a business. It would, I would be a joke. Mm-hmm. And Kaz tells him you could hire someone again, Kaz, the big dad energy. Yeah. It's like, you could hire someone like you're smart. You I would just love to be paid read. to read for people. I love reading aloud. I would and love you know, for that to be my job. Yeah. And you know what? Wyland would pay a shit ton of money. So well, full benefits. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Great paid, paid time bill. off. Yeah, get paid a million Kruger a year to uh, read to someone. Vacations in Ravka and, <laughs> and Novacan. Love it, love it. Sign me up. Sign Honestly, me up. Honestly, I would love it. Um, you be a and, summer person, I'll be a winter person. There we go. <laughs> um, and uh, um, Wyland's like, would you actually pay someone to work for you? Someone who knows your biggest secrets? And Taz is like, well... I, I, I know yeah. one person I would trust. <laughs> he's so, he's so soft. He's so yeah. sentimental. Uh, but then he does kind of have like a dad to son moment with yeah. him. Like, look, we both have different, like we're both disabled in some way. Mm-hmm. Mine is visible. Yours is invisible. What do people think when they see somebody like me wa- walking down the street? And Mylon's kind of like, oh, they probably think like, poor you. And he's like, and now think about everything I've done. What do you think people think when they see me walking down the street? And Mylon says, quote, that they better cross the street. <laughs> so, like, like he's, he's showing him like, you know, you're not the sum of your parts and yeah. what you perceive as a weakness isn't necessarily a weakness. He's like, now you're starting to get, he tells him, quote, you're not weak because you can't read. You're weak because you're afraid of people seeing your weakness. You're letting shame decide who you are. 
Oh. And then that's also where the quote from the beginning of this episode came from. Kaz yes. spitting wisdom. Be- Kaz self-care bricker right now. Yes. Kaz giving Wylan all the dad advice that he'd never got from his dad because his dad yes. is a piece of shit. He's literally like, you know, we're on a time crunch, but let me take some a minute yeah. to just spit some wisdom to you real quick. <laughs> literally. Um, and then all of a sudden, a voice in the corner says, quote, wise words. Uh-oh. And they turn around. And um, Pekka Rollins and some of his dime lions, and some of his goons, come out from uh, a place in the wall. Just like they were just like vibing there, just chilling. Yeah. Um, shady. And Pekka Rollins calls Kaz a philosopher crook. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty cool. That's a I cool nickname. That'd be pretty kick ass on a business card. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. And that is the end of chapter 18. So this section is cliffhangers where the crows are in trouble. Yeah, literally. Don't like it. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Um, Chapter 19 is in Matthias's point of view. (laughs) And if we remember, we left off Jesper, uh, Kuwait, and Matthias um, in the tomb with um, people surrounding them. And so Matthias is telling Kuwait um, to stay down and there's like more gunshots and more glass um, being shattered. Um, and uh, hold on, um, who says, oh, Matthias tells him that, to tells Jasper and Kuwait that they're surrounded and it's not Stodwatch, um, but it looks like they are probably the Dime Lions. Yeah. Um, and uh so they're they're like okay what do they want um and it's like okay Kuwait asks what do they want and it's like they want you bud that's what they're after <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> look pal not to put he too fine be, a point on it he might be playing dumb but at some point it's not completely playing dumb <laughs> <laughs> Kuwait is very quietly a himbo very quietly yeah. but he yep. is yep um and so then um all of a sudden through one of the windows um one of the dime lines throws by the window um one of the dimes lions throws like a smoke bomb essentially in into the room and matthias grabs a blanket and throws it over the bomb and um throws it back through the porthole um, and then more gunfire. So Matthias, his military training is kicking in. I was about to say, Jesper was, you know, ribbing him for it, but that's, mm-hmm. it has a use. Yeah. He's like ready to go thinking on his feet really quickly. Strategic. Um, and Jesper's shooting and the dime lions are going down like dominoes as he's shooting. Um, but there's a lot of them. So, you know, only so much they can do. Yeah. Um, and one of the dime lions, Dowdy, tells him, Hey, you know, we destroyed your boats. So you can't get off this island. So just come out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Matthias is like, All right, we got to go. Like, watch out. Cause he realizes that um, Dowdy was distracting them. Mm-hmm. And another of like the gas smoke bombs crashed through the window. Um, and so Matthias tells um, Jesper and Kuwait to go for the catacombs. So, like, a little hallway essentially yeah. out of the main area um and so he closes the the door to the tomb and mm-hmm. i'm sorry we're really close to easter <laughs> i was like why are you laughing 
Which is what was the the TikTok I sent you? Where it's like it's um, oh, Oscar yes. and Dwight. It's like, <laughs> where is it, Dwight? Where is it? I think you already know. Where. Tell me, Dwight. Where is it? I think you already know. Where it is. So um, uh, they are they're not Jesus, um, but they go into the tomb to like. They're escape. not Jesus, but the tomb is empty. <laughs> there's actually three people in the tomb so instead of three days there's three people the father the son sometimes i think do the things that come out of my are the are the things coming out of my mouth worth the forfeit of my immortal soul i was gonna toss up honestly i was gonna make a joke but we're not there yet oh oh shoot (laughs) oh you know what i was gonna say i i think i i think i do Mm-hmm. We've been on the same wavelength so far this episode, yeah. so I'm pretty sure I have an inkling. <laughs> um, and so uh, they're like sealing whatever um, openings are in the door so the gas can't get in there. Um, and uh, they're like trying to breathe because it's like choking them, essentially. Um, yeah. And Jesper has a bone light um, and uses it so they can see where <laughs> they are. Now it's not the time, Jesper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Put that away, uh, son. Oh well. And I'm panicked. Uh, they're like wondering how in the world did they find us? I and mean, Matthias, like, literally, that is the least of our concerns right now. We have to get out of here. Um, and he's also thinking, we have to get out of here, but also I have to get out of here to make sure Nina is okay. Cause if they yeah. found us, they found her. Yeah. Um, and so he's like trying to take stock of what everyone has. Um and uh um he notes that Wyland left some some of the like inferno bombs yeah. um the ones that have flame and a few flash bombs and Quay's like oh I have nothing I just have my journals <laughs> I have this book <laughs> um and um Matthias is like is there any way like what can we have what like what can mm-hmm. we use um and they note that Wyland left a few things um, from like making the fireworks um, at the bridge. And so yeah. Matthias is like, okay, here's a plan. I'm going to blow the door to this tomb. Um, if they like, they need Kauai alive. So they're not going to risk killing all of us. Cause they, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to spray and pray with the guns. Yeah. Um, and so Matthias is like, all right, there's only one way out of the tomb. This is what we're going to do. Um, uh, Sorry, no, Jesper's like, there's only one way out. There's nothing we can do. And Matthias like, is thinking, done for. Matthias is thinking, you know what? I might not be as sneaky as Kaz, yeah. um, but I have military training yeah. and I'm going to get us out of here. Oh, God love um, And so Matthias is like, they're, both of y'all are Grisha, so we have to use that to our ability. Um, And then he's thinking, oh my gosh, like, I am ready to use Grisha like on my side to get an yeah. advantage over people who are not Grisha growth. Um, and uh, so there's a boom and the dime lines are like now in the tomb trying to get them out of the catacomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Matthias um, uh, asked Jesper for the bombs. And so he blows the catacomb Um or blows one end of the catacomb and Jesper keeps asking questions. Mm-hmm. He's like, why? And Matthias is like, oh my gosh, to make like, them think that we're trying to get out another way. Yeah. Um, 
and it's really uh, smart he's like trying mm-hmm. to make them think that they're making a back door that doesn't exist and so when they yeah. bust through in the confusion to chase them where they're not going mm-hmm. they're going to go back out the front yep and so matthias tells them okay Kuei, as soon as the bomb goes off you're going to go to the front door i'm going to find you uh, or I'm going to follow you and Jesper grab up all the powders that Wyland left um, and then uh, meet us outside. And Jesper asks why. And Matthias is literally telling he's him. He's about to pick him up and shake him. Like He's like, we do not have time for this. And he tur- um, what is the name? Is it Lieutenant Payne or Sergeant Payne? I can't remember. But he, he turns into like a general. He's like, you either follow me or you ask the timelines. Now move it, son. Like- He's like, oh, okay. And so they get through the catacomb door. Matthias is like shoving Kuwait forward, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are outside. Um, uh, or as they go out, um, Matthias throws a flash bomb in the air and the timelines are blinded for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthias and Jesper and Kuwait are like outside hidden or take cover essentially behind some stones. Um, and, uh, sorry, where are we? Um, so Matthias is like army crawling, um, making sure everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, Jesper, did you get the powders wide and left? He's like, yeah, I got him. Can you, Matthias, ask him if he can use his powers to do something with the powders? And mm-hmm. Jesper reluctantly agrees, um, but again, asks why. And Matthias, once again, is thinking, I don't have time. I would, if I had asked why as a Druskella, I would have been gotten my ass kicked. Honestly. And Jesper is kind of acting like a three-year-old right now. But mm-hmm. why, why, why? And he's like, do what you're told. Would you like to die? I'm, we're I wasting have a plan. so much time. Why? So we live. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. And um, so Matthias reluctantly tells him a quick story. He's like, that black veil is supposed to be haunted, right? Okay. So we're going to make some ghosts. Um, and he so, activated his Scooby-Doo brain and yeah. I love it. It's so good. Um, and so Matthias finally tells Jesper, you gotta stop asking questions and just listen to me. It's the only plan we have. Um, Jesper's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and so, um, Matthias explains, tells them what he intends and Kuwait is nervous because he's never done it. Jesper's also kind of mm-hmm. nervous because he hasn't done it. Um, and so once the, the plan is now in motion. And so um, he opens the packet of powder and Jesper uses his powers to send the powder like into a cloud um, mm-hmm. and um, over towards where the dime lions are. And the dime lions have torches and the powder like caught one of the, the flames in the torches and um, it shoots up like a huge burst like of an, flame. Like an eerie green flame. Like, yeah. Ding! And everyone is agog, um, all the dime lions. And then Matthias signals Kuwait and he uses his powers to um, elongate the flame. Mm -hmm. um, And it goes up the handle and the dime lion like drops it because it's, it's going to burn him. It's fire and it's scary. Yeah. Um, And Matthias tells Kuwait to keep going, but the flames go out because Kuwait doesn't really have practice. And so Matthias tells Jesper, okay, do it again. And he uses the powers, pushes it towards them. It lights a flame. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Matai or and Kawei uses his powers to try and like make it go forward. Um, and uh, then at one point, um, the next powder um, that he uses and his flames, it like bursts red. And Jesper notes, quote, stratonium chloride, my favorite, because that's what Wyland taught him about a few chapters ago. Oh, so cute. Real cute. Um, and then one of the dime lions yells, ghost. He's like, oh, ghost. ghost. And another one is like, you're so dumb. Dumbass. <laughs> but they're also kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and uh, again, Wyland is thinking, um, he sorry um he's watching the flames like grow within the dime lions um and mm-hmm. he he's fearing he, feeling a fear that he used to have because his parents were killed by an inferni um yeah. and his little sister bro- and his little sister um who burned down their village and so he feels that but also notes like okay um it was war and this is also war um it wasn't great but yeah you know, Oh, well, we move you forward. Know, learning like this is a an ongoing process. Yeah. It's not a, like, I'm woke now. Done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. And then uh, Matthias tells Kuwait to um, take the fire to the trees. And the, then the dime lions realize, oh, they have a Grisha. And mm-hmm. Matthias tells them, okay, let's get to the shore now. Um, and tells Kuwait to get ready. And so as they go down to the shore, Matthias grabs one of the violet um, flame bombs um, mm-hmm. and uh, goes to like the shallowest part of the canal and um, tells Kuwait to make a pass. So he like sets off the bomb, um, not quite the bomb, but like the flame. And so yeah. then Kuwait uses his powers to extend that flame into the canal. And mm-hmm. it essentially, he like, like parts the red like sea. moses mm-hmm. does this like this he makes a little land bridge you know what there's a few allegories to christianity in this book oh so. there really are <laughs> lee bardugo let's talk about it <laughs> christian college for kids reading cricket kingdom is this play about us Because there are some some light-handed and some heavy-handed Christianity references here <laughs> in Christian scriptures. Um, doctor, uh, or professor, whatever. I was going to say my professor's name. Nope. <laughs> doctor Redacted. Um, yeah, Doctor Redacted. So I was just reading Crooked Kingdom, and it really <laughs> reminds me of this specific book in the Bible um, that we just went over. I would love to discuss. <laughs> Let's discuss. Let's discuss further. Um, some would say, that, no, I was going to say that <laughs> Matthias is even like thinking to himself, like, this is miraculous. Yeah. Um, some would say that the Bible was inspired by Crooked Kingdom. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Talking to God. Who's definitely listening to this podcast. <laughs> Look, God gave us a sense of humor. We have to use it. God created us. Of course he has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um Christ. Hey, no. <laughs> I see you in purgatory. Um anyway, um, so <laughs> as this is happening, um uh, Matthias is is thinking this is amazing. Um, because with the flame and Kuwait ascent literally parts the canal and yeah. makes a pathway for them. 
um, to get through. And Jesper tells Matthias, hey, you know, you just led a little Grisha army. Because Jesper can never let anything just be. Yeah. Um, who he is. And Matthias is kind of uncomfortable with that, but also not uncomfortable with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's thinking about what Nina had told him, how the ice court was probably made by Grisha. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of starting to click into place. Like that's probably true. Yeah. Maybe gel gave these Grisha their powers, um, like divinely anointed essentially. Yeah. He's kind of thinking like, what if both of us are right? And we're just coming mm-hmm. at it from opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, like, what if Grisha are blessed mm-hmm. and like, what if Dell is the one who blessed them? Yeah. Like, um, and then he thinks of his oath that he had made to the as a Triskela and then to Nina. <laughs> it's my bookmark. I have been made to protect uh, you. Uh, um, death will let me stop from this. Yeah. And so um, he's like, as they're escaping this, this big deal, he's just going through having not a crisis of faith, but- No, but this is almost I was, like a galvanization of his faith. Mm-hmm. Like this is his- we're testifying we're preaching this episode this is his like baptism moment yeah of like the the scales have fallen from his eyes and he sees a clear path forward where yeah he doesn't have to give up everything that he was taught and he He sees how to integrate this new worldview into Mm -hmm. himself he is reconciling the um not differences but he's reconciling his beliefs in his Mm -hmm. belief in gel and his devoutness in gel but also his belief and devoutness in nina it it honestly reads a lot like somebody who was like maybe raised religious and then departed from it and usually part of like the lgbtq plus community like reconnecting with religion and seeing Mm -hmm. like you know, I don't have to give up my faith mm-hmm. to believe this thing or to be who exactly. I am. Yeah, and like that's what he he's seeing. Like, I can still be devout and believe these things, or like mm-hmm. a lot of like Christians who integrate evolution into their theology mm-hmm. framework. Like, these two things don't have to be opposites; they can actually be the same thing. I have a story about that. Remind me to tell you tomorrow. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and so he's just like reconciling this and kind of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together of, I don't have to choose one over the other. They can mm-hmm. coexist, um, and thrive together because it makes sense together. They don't have to exist in separate places in my yeah. mind. Um, and then he remembers, he thinks of Nina saying that they'll find a way to change everyone's mind. And he's like, oh my gosh, uh, we can do it. Like, I get he, it. He has like an evangelist moment of like, I see the way we can do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, I don't know if maybe we're thinking too much into it in a religious point of view, but I don't he's know. talking about like gel yes. and it's, yeah. I can see him going door to door in fear. And I like, have you heard the good word of gel? Hello. My name is Matthias, <laughs> but you can. And I would like that. to, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. Hello, <laughs> my name is Wyland. <laughs> I don't think Wyland's an atheist, but he no. would go help. He would go I, help Matthias. He, he would, and they would ask him questions, and he'd kind of be like, "Oh no, I don't. I'm just here to help." But and I don't. 19- 
1978, Jell changed his mind about the Grisha. The Grisha. It's true. It's so true. He's seeing himself like, I think he truly is thinking like, I could go home and be a missionary with this new theologic, like theological mm-hmm. framework. He's like, I can, I can change people's minds because we've been brainwashed to think a certain way, but that's not the only way of thinking. And we can work together in, in these different ideas and they can live in harmony, not in it's just distress. It's so straightforward Um, to him. Like that when it clicks for him, he's like, that makes sense. If that makes sense, that clicks for me, it should click for everybody. And then the chapter ends with him thinking that he and Nina are going to change the world. And I wrote, I'm not okay. Change my world. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of chapter 19. Ah, so good. And chapter 20, we are back to Inej's point of view. I felt a lot more convicted by chapter 19 than I did the first time I read it just now. Yeah, honestly, I talking through it, you're like, oh, actually. And again, I don't know if it's because of like, we could, we definitely have a biased perspective Mm -hmm. um, with our faith and also having gone to the university that we went to mm-hmm. um but also I think it's part of who we are yeah like, but also by that same token Christianity for better or worse is like woven into the dominant culture in America mm-hmm. and so I don't think that we're making rabbits out of rocks here with yeah. with these um yeah I <laughs> with these uh, references like I think it's very possible I don't know that she's ever said anything about it but like I don't think any kid in America grows up without at least encountering Christianity and I feel like some of this could be intentional not even just encountering Christianity I would say just religion as a whole because yeah. I think that um, that's true I, I think that Matthias's and perspective and journey with his face faith can be um similar experiences for any religion that's true um matthias's journey is like a socio-cultural one because like it's basically a journey from nationalism to patriotism yes i would love to ask her a question about faith in these books i would too because because there's she does bring like the saints so like sancta alina and sancta Pet or Saint Petir, or whatever. There are religious systems in these books. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to think about. So. I agree. Anyway. But very good chapter. Oh. Anyway, Inez is falling into the yawning chasm of a sugar silo. Yeah. More um, on this at 10. <laughs> I realized I said that like a newscaster. And I was like, wait a dang second. Breaking news. Inez is, wait, what did you say? I can't even remember. Oh. Like falling into the yawning chasm of a sugar silo, I think. Yes, okay, let's try what I said. Breaking news. Inesh Gaffa is falling in. I literally can't remember what you said. You could say it 10 times. <laughs> um, have to do my news anchor voice. <laughs> this just in local circus performer loses footing over sugar silo. We go now to the scene with Emma. <laughs> Jordy, thank you so much. Um, we are <laughs> not live. The, not the hands of the ear, just like they do. <laughs> we are live at Sweet Reef Silos, owned by Jan Vanek, <laughs> where recently um, we have discovered that Inej Gaffa 
because um, it was attempted that she be pushed in to the silos. Who pushed her? We don't know. Investigation <laughs> coming up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and now for the weather. <laughs> it's a light breeze out here. <laughs> Slight you know, chance of people grabbing the nape of your neck. You know, being up here at the silos, on top of the silos, where Inej Gappa was just pushed, I can feel the breeze that she felt uh, as as this was happening. But it is a lovely <laughs> evening. Zero um, percent chance of rain. There is a ten to fifteen mile an hour breeze coming out of the west <laughs> with a twenty percent humidity. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so she's been pushed. Um, but <laughs> really, before- I hadn't. Gone- <laughs> before she falls into the silo she um like saves herself Mm -hmm. um and uh gets back up and stands stands up she's so confused she doesn't know what's going on but as she Mm -hmm. turns around there's another girl um on the silo roof and she's wearing a white outfit she's strange i know and has red hair she's so Um, weird she has, quote, her tunic and trousers were the color of cream, banded in ivory leather and embroidered in gold. I wrote, not a good look. No. If you're trying to be sneaky, why are you going to wear white? Again, gaudy. Like, why? You want to be seen. And she has, like, a long red braid that has jewels in it. Gross. Ew. Like, that's just not necessary. Impractical. Impractical. Yeah. yeah. You're on the tenth story up in a silo. You're going to tell me you're going to keep a jewel in your hair? Dumb get real um and uh Inej is thinking oh she's a her good soldier um but the girl didn't look shoe and the girl in says hello Wraith and then they're just like do I do I know you who, <laughs> and who just are like, you bitch who who the hell are you yeah um and she's just like did I ask yeah She's like, quote, I am Dunyasha, the white blade, trained by the sages of Amrat Jen, the greatest assassin of this age. Yeah, okay. But also, let's talk about Amrat Jen for a second. It was in mm-hmm. season two. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, but this girl lives for the drama. She's wearing all white. She's she wearing does. jewels in her hair and introduces herself like she's Nikolai Lansov. Yeah, when she's so mm-hmm. not. When she's literally no one. Also, her name makes me think of that anime Inuyasha. Mm, I don't know. It's it's a thing. And every time I think of Inuyasha, of course, that's really close to Innuendo. So I think yeah. in your Asha. And that's what I think of every time I read Dunyasha's name. Great. Um, Just thought you should know that. Thank you. And then I just <laughs> like, mm, does not ring a bell. I don't know who you are. And the girl is kind of uh, offended by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, she's like, well, I'm new to this city, but, um, you know, I thought you'd be taller, like your reputation, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, literally what is happening? She's like, get to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl ever the drama says, fate brought me here. Bitch. No, it didn't. Again, um, redacted had a great line in entangled where she's like, maybe it was fate that brought you here. And he goes, or a horse. Mm. Such a shame. Dang such a bummer um and then i just like okay well does fate pay you yes like, wait, right writing your checks mm-hmm. um and uh she and is wondering did van x send her why is this happening like how did they find her and <laughs> what's Dunyash- her deal basically and Inej again asks like who she works for and dunyasha just says our work is death quote our work is death and it is holy She's i wrote so girl, dramatic 
be real. Right. BFFR. <laughs> be freaking for real. <laughs> um, and Inez just kind of over it, but oh well. Um, and then the girl like starts to attack her and she's really quick. Um, and Inez isn't quite expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh kind of like tries to duck a little bit um mm-hmm. and does get past her like first go. Um, and Dinyasha also isn't quite expecting to miss, and so she keeps going after Inej. Um, and Inej is impressed by her fighting because she is good. Yeah. And Dinyasha is asking Inej if she's afraid, which let's not you're fighting. Don't let's right? not have it's a like, dialogue. Sh- like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, Well, I think you are. Um, I don't, you you don't fear death, um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and she's Inez just monologuing at her yeah and i was just thinking this girl is so dumb like what is she why are we talking why is she doing this which we're all thinking that because that's mm-hmm. i me who has never been in a fight would not punch someone and say are you afraid <laughs> every time i've ever punched someone i've either been related to them for one <laughs> or two like immediately run away what kind of narcissistic behavior is this right that's her to a t mm-hmm. she thinks she's Dun- the main character yeah. do not dunyasha who is having her own monologue over here tells Inej, i was born without fear my parents thought i would drown because i crawled into the sea as a baby laughing i wrote wtf like why is she giving her her whole life story Again, did i ask yeah like and Inej is literally thinking why is she telling me this? <laughs> She's like, you're the best assassin because you talk your opponents to death, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Dunyasha like keeps going at her, um, gets Inej a little bit like scratching um, with a knife. And Inej, again, yeah. isn't at 100% because she's just- She been hasn't been in a long time. Multiple, multiple ordeals the past month. Um, and Dunyasha tells her, you know what? I thought you would be more of a challenge. Um like I expected just, more yeah uh and and I was just like well I is thinking to herself well I haven't been trained I'm just like I'm a brawler a, I'm a homegrown assassin like I don't know what you want <laughs> um and uh she's thinking and Inej thinks that okay she's better than me um which is not something that she's used to uh, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be the best um and she also realizes that this girl is enjoying the hunt. Like the th- it's the thrill of the hunt for her. She's enjoying mm-hmm. toying with the person she wants to kill. And I wrote psycho because she is. She is a psycho. Um, and uh, so Inej goes out onto the wire that was stretched before her. Um, and like running, she's like, there's no way Dunyasha can climb this high wire like I can. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden um, she turns around and Dunyasha is also on the high wire and throws out like a metal star at her. Yeah. And... She's literally throwing ninja stars at her. Yes. That's what they're called. And it like hits her and Inej is cut because uh, it's like in her leg. Yeah. Um, and she gets a few more into her and she's like, what the hell is happening? Um, and she hears shouting down below and she's worried about Nina and wondering if it's Vanek. Um, and then Dunyasha, such a bitch, brings mm-hmm. up the fact that Inej, um worked at the menagerie 
and like blames her for it thinking that it was her choice yeah she's victim blaming because she's a bitch Mm -hmm. um and she said dunyasha tells anej that she would have killed herself before she would have let anyone do that to her i'm gonna kill her and how she's like then perish because you're being used right now yeah um and uh dunyash tells her that pekka rollins is the one who pays her he pays for her travel and lodging but she takes lives for free every jewel she has in her hair um she gets a new one every time she kills someone ew disgusting that's gross also like how are you gonna keep that in your hair again impractical yeah like sis are you putting some eyelash glue and gluing the jewels onto your hair are you braiding them in that's what i'm like are you braiding them in because that's that's just gonna get heavy how do you sleep on that she's so dumb disgusting she's such she's such a poser look the most of the villains in this book are really good in the series are really good Dinyasha's a dumb piece of shit (laughs) Dinyasha, i was like why are you here why is this the first time i'm seeing you yeah like you're annoying leave my girl alone Mm -hmm. and anyway so she's anej is kind of reeling like pekka rollins how does he know i'm here oh my gosh is kaz okay Mm -hmm. of course and then she's hit with another ninja star um she looks like a pin cushion at this point yeah um and so she's kind of realizing okay i can't fight her right now how am i going to get out of here mm-hmm. and she only has a little bit to go left on the high wire but when she turns around excuse me dunyasha is off of the high wire and is back on the top of the silo and she's getting ready to demagnetize the tightrope uh-huh. um and as she does Inej is like okay well that's not good this is going to happen and dunyasha lets it go and Inej uh whispers quote protect me and then falls through the air and oh okay this last sentence is so good um the line went slack and nej fell twisting in the air the way she had as a child searching for her wings that we had just talked about a few chapters ago so good and also i wrote every single one of them thinks of the others and their safety when they're in immediate danger honestly except for kaz and kaz only thinks of anej oh you're so right you're so right and that is the end of chapter 20. Oh, man. So one more cliffhanger for you. I love these quick, punchy action chapters. I know. It was like so good. to read. It was a lot to describe just because when we're talking through it, we mm-hmm. get a lot more of that symbolism mm-hmm. and like um, allegory, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's fun to talk through because I hadn't was. really, I had like kind of thought about it when reading it, but when you're discussing it, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But maybe our English then, teachers were right and discussion enhances literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. That's for sure. Um, but that is the end of chapter 20. Uh, sorry, we are a little bit late um, mm-hmm. this week again. Please have some grace for us. Um, both Jordy and I have been traveling um, for work and um, Easter's coming up. So we'll be traveling again and yeah. um, we're doing the best we can. So the next few weeks might be a tad bit delayed, but we'll still post. Um, but if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email at yes. twomournerspod at gmail.com. Check it every day. Or you can send us a DM on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Two Mourners Pod, yes. or you can follow us on TikTok at Two Mourners Podcast. Um, which our, we're 
our TikTok is really good. Like, I'm not afraid to say it. I think our TikTok is elite. I think we're hilarious. And every time Jordan and I have a an idea for a TikTok, we send it to the other. And we're both just cackling to ourselves because yes. we think we're hilarious. And we hope that y'all think so I mean, as well. Some of the numbers so far seem to indicate that others think we're pretty funny too. Exactly. Look, we want to share the our last gifts. one we posted with the Nacho Libre oh edit. Gosh, it was I so thought, good. I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. It only has like 300 views. Uh, I thought it was like inspired, honestly. It's so good. Y'all go check that out. Please go check it out. I worked really hard on it. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, thank you all so much for joining. We will see you next week. And as always, happy Happy heisting. Bye. Bye.